Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. This episode, we are looking at the last couple of years. It's surprising to us. We've been doing this for nearly two years. At least we've been recording it for two years. So we dip in and out of things that we did in the early stages in 2020 and again in some of the episodes in 2021. And there are some common themes. I hope you enjoy. In the room, 52 Jokers Wild. If you ask the universe for something good, it will provide. If you expect the worst, the worst will happen. If and, and and that's what I expect. I expect the worst to happen all the time. I'm actually meant to be a I'm an optimistic pessimist or a pessimist about optimist. I like to do a risk analysis, assume the worst is gonna happen and be ready for it. Where actually I should actually be working the opposite way and going, let's make the best happen and we'll deal with the worst if and when it does and there's no point in bringing that on and going through the worry and the stress and the strain of something that hasn't happened and more than likely won't happen now there's actually a very interesting um story that a guy called billy dixon talks about and he's talking about positive attitude as a positive so you can be positive and you can be negative but there's also positive attitude and one of the things that he talks about is the fact that if you imagine there's a couple of guys in a cave in the good old days and uh, they, they're getting hungry inside and know there's a beer, bear outside, the beer outside, there's a bear outside. And one of them has got there's a very a bear, positive... There's a bear outside with a beer. Yeah, a beer there's a bear better, there. Yeah, he's just drinking, <clears throat> waiting for his food to come along, you know. And basically, they know that they've got to get out there and get something. Now, one of the guys is so frightened, he's so negative, he's fearful that he's going to die that he won't move. He just stays there, okay? And in the end, he dies of hunger because he wouldn't go out of the cave. The other guy was so positive that he just ran outside anyway and got eaten by the bear. Now, the third guy that's in there kind of went, oh, hang on a second, I know there's a bear out there, and if I stay in here, I'm going to go hungry. Tell you what, there's a rock here, so as I go out there, I'll clout the bear around the head and then go off and run away while he's trying to repair his head kind of thing. He's got the positive attitude because he can go off. He knows what the danger is. He's done a risk assessment, as you were talking about, and he's figured out a way of, to get of the beer working the out bear. the risk, getting the beer for the that's it, and he's got the beer belly now. So there's this th this idea of, of of positive attitude that we have to have. Now, one of the things that you were talking about is that if you if you are frightened of fear, you're, 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 you invite fear along. But what's also interesting is if you're coming from a spiritual perspective. There is a kind of positive and a negative. We always talk about the, this positive and this kind of the negative. Yin, the yang, the yin and the yang. Without evil, there is no good. Yeah, and I you think know. one of one of the things is that if you, when you decide to actually set a goal for yourself, and it's part of also the storytelling process, as you move along, you you know where your end target is going to be. Like I know I want to go, let's say, to Thomastown, and I've got to come from Newry. So I set my goals, right, that's where I'm going. I've worked out in the map, and I know what I'm going to do to get there. So I set off, and then all of a sudden I get diverted to go off to Galway uh, because the traffic going down there isn't going to happen, and I then have to make detours. But I still have to set my target back to trying to get to Thomastown. So what I'm now doing is all this, there is some negativity that's trying to stop me from getting there. But if you can be so bloody-minded about getting there your determination will get you through all the obstacles that are actually thrown up against and you that's what they say they go if you don't have a goal or an idea of what you want actually most books out there are saying what do you want what do you want out of life if you don't know what it is when you when will you know you have it and mm -hmm. most people that are rich or poor or otherwise 
that you know money is never enough because they could have millions, they could have billions, and they're not happy. But actually, if you can have anything, you might end up with nothing. If you have nothing and you get something, then you could be very, very happy. Just a conversation, see where it goes. We're going to try and be present in the moment and just be, George. Now, you've, you've, you've mentioned that you, you've been the power of now. Uh, you've been reading another book also, and I've been looking at um, The Artist's Way, which was introduced to, to me last week, and I've been actioning some of the points there. What was the other book that you, you'd read? I'm actually going to turn around and go, it's The Black Belt Mastermind. I'm going to take a direction from yourself and go, there it is. My wife was reading it, and she gave it to me. And I saw saw the black belt because my, my daughter is into, actually she's one year off her black belt. And so I like that. And it turned out the girl in question, Danielle Serpico, is a, a black belt and an international champion in it. And she's applied what she's learned from the rigors and and professionalism and, and practices of, of martial arts and wrapped it around business speak and psychology to, to do her version of uh, using actually neuralistic neuralistic uh, programming and NLP. And that's what she specializes in. So she's done her version of bringing her experience to date of running successful businesses, losing the business, finding her new way in life. And then as a result, you know, drawing on her expertise what were what was out there which was her her learning in, in in her sport and then applying that to her new mindset going forward to to get a new strength of character and will you have a superpower have you been yeah. using it or abusing it <laughs> i abuse it in the best possible way <laughs> i abuse it for my gains but it also simultaneously helps others so you know i mean it's funny because like this year with lockdown a lot of businesses have suffered my business has boomed you know um you know and it's been it's been great because everybody wants to get back into learning and and developing and so uh, it's been a great boost you know so my my business quadrupled <laughs> Oh, wow. You know, over, over, no. over. Uh, look into my eyes, not around my eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 400 euro an hour, not 100 euro an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we have a lot of, I have a lot of my minions coming out here now into the world. So there's a lot of them, um, mini me's, you know, it's yeah. kind of like it's spreading. They're all hypnotized. <laughs> they don't realize it. They're going off there doing pyramid selling for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're doing good. We're doing good. We're changing lives and helping people feel better. So I suppose that's the superpower, isn't it? How many people would go to that close proximity type be in the room with Danielle? Well, the, the well, I mean, I do different live events. So I have a, a, a boot camp, a Black Belt Mastermind boot camp day, which that's, that's the kick-ass one, kick-ass with the boot. Yep, got that one. Yep. That's the kick-ass day. Now, normally I would kind of have, it's a fairly closed event. I mean, I give talks for 50, 100, whatever, 200 people, but the, the workshops would be more maybe about 20, 25 would probably be my maximum limit, Um, you know, because it's more of an intimate event. That's you know? still a crowd. We want, what, it is quite, if you it's quite 25 bit, yeah. is intimate, I don't yeah. even want the yeah, well, I know, I know the difference is that uh, when in the classroom, 25 was a bit more uh, harder to work room. with than, than 16. Well, compared 16, to like yeah. most NLP courses, like Richard Bandler's NLP course oh. that I was on in, in, you know, many, 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 many times was, was um, what was it, 3,000 3, in the My room God. or something like that. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's, 
for 20, 25 people is intimate for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hannah, actually, my second, my oldest, eldest, she said uh, to my wife, have you got four children or three? You know, dad has become a more like a bloody child. You go, I'm going around making farting noises, burping noises, you know, humming to myself, whistling as I go up and down the corridors. It's like, actually, it looks like I'm under the, the mentally deranged. You know, if anyone else was observing from a third party out of context. So I'm going... Well, here, that, that's where it gets interesting because when you're a child, you have no... Innovations. Uh, innovations. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, fr you're free to do things and try things. And I was watching something on education, and they were talking about how when you get into the educational system, you're basically told to be a robot, a slave to the system, effectively. And then what we're trying and, – and the people that aren't slaves to the systems become – the gurus and the rich people or the people so that set up amazing we're, corporations. We, we were talking yeah. about earlier um, podcasts we had. Or we, we, we mentioned terminologies like silos and, and we're trying to put yeah. people into boxes and into silos and put on these parameters of this is your job. This is your this is what you to do for the man. Absolutely. For, for to work. Don't do more. Don't do that. And you're, and you're being forced That's to That's the job. School, don't try basically. to do more. Yeah. And then when people try Absolutely. to do more, they realize you don't fit in that box. You're too big for the box. Box. Don't, yeah. but most people just keep on forcing themselves with like a mallet and a uh, like a hammer and a tongs and or whatever square peg around a hole. You go stay in the box, yep. keep in the box. I'm in a box. But if you were if you were allowed to remain as the child is right at the very beginning, and the way that they, I mean, basically kids can teach themselves stuff. They don't need people to get involved and mess up their lives by trying to constrain them to doing certain things. They can learn, like, I mean, I've just watched my grandson learn to walk, and he's now walking with his arms down. He was walking around like this before. Now his arms are down. It's only two weeks. Oh. Now he's learning stuff through what he's observed. He's actually put into practice, and then he'll get disciplined and stop to do stuff eventually, and then he'll go to school. That's it. And then it's kind of, will he at the other end be able to say, look, I'm a dropout. I'm going to do exactly as I did as a kid. And when you get older, like I'm seeing with my mum, she now acts more and more like a child because she's suddenly losing those same inhibitions she spent a lifetime building up. Well, that's what my sister says. Now, she's an artist. Well, both my sisters are artists. Well, one of them who would be more commercial than the other. I don't know which one I'm talking about now. Sorry, I mixed them together. But she's saying an awful lot of time in her art, she's trying to go back to the childlike. Actually, the journey for most artists is to refine that childlike wonder to draw and paint like that without that inhibition of structure and form and learning that they've actually learned in, in art college. But to, in order to get their own creativity out, they can be nearly trying too hard because they're trying to be too perfect or or the shadow needs to. You know, so actually, the in the, the, to have the skill set of that applied back to the childlike wonder is where most art like art good art comes from have you been working with the tiktokers just as a matter of question or, 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 yeah right can you turn me and george into a tiktoker should we be should we be tiktokers oh i don't know about should that. we be tiktoking <laughs> i'm not sure what your the thing is you dance like you know depends. oh we can we can shake the wild ah, thing we can now you know, do talking the about trust. unreal yeah i've actually got garvin as a 3d model dancing almost <laughs> He's already he's already been in the virtual world dancing around and doing no, an awful lot loops of TikTok and stuff. We know is this. there's a TikTok in which you're implying, which is to do the little shake, do the little touch, do the little push. But the biggest growth in TikToking is actually in the business area moving in, and actually whether it be coaching, mentoring, whether it be whether it be I don't know even Bitcoin. But and say it does. It's not just about the three second dance with a kid. It, no, it, it's, it's, it's basically yeah. 
But they, I mean, even those three second dances with a kid aren't three second dances with a kid. I mean, yeah. those TikTokers work incredibly hard. They create a huge yeah. amount of content. They're very careful about yeah. what they do. Um, a lot of the ones that I've met, they're really, really passionate about a lot of important issues. You know, they use their platform to highlight things that they're worried. You know what I mean? And yes, it's lots of fun and it's lots of games and lots of play. But And some of them are really young, some of them are older. A lot of them are bringing a lot of social issues to the fore that they care about. You know, it's, it's a, you know. Now we'll ask the question again. Yeah. Should we be TikTok? Te- definitely. Right, will you help us? Because I don't know. I mean, <laughs> no, well, this is the weird thing. Because actually, what you just mm. said there was business 101. Mm. People, the cons- not the consumer of TikTok. That's just me going, what happened to my life? I'm 20 minutes in. I don't know even what I'm doing. I'm watching this rubbish. Now, the, what I'm watching is if this bunch are the influencer and I'm watching them and they have 100,000 or a million followers, they've choreographed it. They've planned it. They're, they're, they're dealing with social issues. They're trying to educate. They're trying to entertain. And they actually are building and talking to their customer base. You're going, they are closer than anyone in the film and or in the industry than anything else I can see. Yeah. We need to be following them. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And I mean, you have to produce content for that. That's 25% of our population. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ignoring yeah. them isn't... A good, you know, you don't want to be ignoring a quarter of the population. And, and what are you finding that their country. interests are? I know that it could be broad ranging, but is there, are there key themes that are coming out that they're really starting to get into? Well, is it not? Like, I mean, it is very broad. I mean, there's a huge number of kids who are into it. You know, there's a, a social issues and um, human rights are very substantial in yeah. what uh, in what an awful lot of them talk about and are worried about and think about as well as things like global warming and the environment yeah, yeah. and they kind of i think they they tune they turn it off to an extent because they have to be kids sometimes you know what i mean but yeah, yeah. there's a lot there's a lot of anxiety and about those things and into the future i mean they don't see they don't see a past that maybe our generation or the generation before us would have seen they don't see how they can go to college work hard and buy a house to them that doesn't exist yeah 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 no one can anymore and um so there's a lot of anxiety about you know so then they're looking for these oh well if i become tiktok famous you know i can get whatever i want they don't they don't see any other path ahead yeah. of them and i think there's a lot of kind of queries and questions about that that they have you know they don't know how they can grow up, move out, and have a happy ever after life. The universe is full of pure potentiality and infinite creativity and all possibilities. And, and But we're part of the universal consciousness, and but we're, we haven't funneled any of that to ourselves. We've all the potential of this universal consciousness that can seep into our consciousness, but we don't know how to tap it. Now, there's something very interesting about that because we're also we we've discussed in the past this sense of the imposter, and the reason how we feel like the imposter in a certain situation. You, you know, we were talking about you being a filmmaker, and you're kind of going, "But but I'm not. I'm an imposter." And you kind of go, well, "Well, hang on." And I know my wife has felt that when she got moved up the ladder, she felt that oh, everybody will find out I really don't know about my job, and that's because we're all being told that we have to be experts. 
but we're not certain. And so we keep thinking we have to go back and re-educate and relearn something. And we're always kept to this base level. We're always told, oh, no, no, that information there doesn't help you. And you kind of go, but it does, because I'm now here, not, not there. I'm building on this platform. And what happens is you keep going and say, okay, you want to do psychology or you want to do coaching or you want to do, you've now got to go and get a master's degree in that qualification. I'm kind of going, but all I'm going to be studying in those different areas are the same people that I've studied already in media, in, in teaching, and all those sort of areas. And I'm sure you've actually found that, Gavin, in the areas that you've been working at. You're moving from being, you said, as an accountant, where you've been dealing with lots of corporates into the world of filmmaking. But the processes and principles are, are the same. You don't know there's an uncertainty, but you've got enough knowledge to help you move forward in that area. Actually, the great thing about... Um Again, Chopra's book is saying, align with the universe, be one and be, con be one with it and be conscious of all the potential. And, and that's why I'm suddenly realizing I've got, you know, am I a filmmaker? I've never made a film. No, this journey of I am is like what we started off last year was we, I recognize and we recognize what we're not. We had we 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 were what we were based on how things turned out and the journeys that we took because of choices made at, at school at, at university at need for a job and pay a bill and these were the, once we went on those paths of I studied uh, marketing then I ended up becoming an accountant when I was an accountant I got a job as an accountant there I didn't get a job as a technician in a lab I was you you were on that set of paths that led to these more limited choices. But you accepted those limited choices. Now I'm suddenly realizing I didn't have to. They were the choices that if you wanted to keep on playing that role. But at any time, you could have been a filmmaker. You could have bought a camera. You could have, at the same time, been an accountant and a filmmaker. Not a filmmaker in the sense of being Steven Spielberg and having the accolades and having the audience. But in terms of the functionality, all you needed was a camera, go outside and start rolling. And you're a filmmaker. In the main, you're going, it's planning for talent to be available at a time to deliver on their ask at a budget to make this film. But if those parts aren't there, there's all these bottlenecks. What has been interesting about this production is that it's, it's taken 11 years in the making. Um, that, that's interesting that's, because I know that um, yeah. several of the other films that we've been looking at and talking to people about, they've taken seven years each to actually get developed as well. Um, and I'm not sure if that's just, and they, they've got into this kind of way of thinking that, uh, oh, well, that gives us plenty of time to really form the script and the story. But one of them actually then turns around and says, yeah, but if we'd actually got the money straight away, we could have made it into the movie anyway. Uh, and that was the biggest problem. But are, are most people being forced to, I mean, I know that the Screen Island people were talking about um, they want more producers, writers, and directors. And I'm sitting there kind of going, that's tough. What about the editors? What about... You know, what about what areas. about the ads? What about the props yeah. guys? What about the sparks? What about the all those art directors? What about the designers? What about the location managers? You know, yeah. they're below the line, if you will. It's just empty, and there's no one yeah. building. The, the problem with Screen Islands, and I love Screen Island. Don't get me wrong here, but the problem with Screen Islands is they, um, like a lot of islands that I've noticed, is. They are very much about... Well, it's, it's Carl, stop now. We're going to use a new language. The opportunity no. for screen... Right, no, 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 no. The problem with you is Screen Islands. <laughs> <laughs> and the problem is, is they love the big 
um, credits. They love being having the directors. They couldn't care less that I'm the location manager winning awards or whatever, you know, or not winning awards at this rate. But do you know what I mean? Uh, they couldn't care less about the assistant directors. That they've, they've got the most amazing team of assistant directors that I worked with recently. And they, they couldn't care less about them because they're not headline winners. They want the headline winners. They want the Oscar-winning or ifters or whatever. I mean, that's... But that's- isn't the problem there now, by definition... The, that's the that's the chicken and egg conflict because if the big guys are coming in, they're not giving those jobs to the locals. No. They're bringing those in. Yep. Therefore, the very thing the screen are and all the rest of them are asked for. We want more opportunities for women director, producer, this more producer director opportunities. We want someone else to pay for them to have the opportunity to win an award yep. and be and be Irish. And we're going. Sorry, that's an investor. Given an investment yeah. to bring in the team to make but the this film. Is, it, at, at the different level of, let's say, the five million down, there could be an opportunity there for someone more local, but they have to attract that investor to take that risk in. Them. But this is That's what the you, big thing I think. This is what you hit on earlier is that Screen Island is very much about there is, there's two sides to the film industry there's the creative winning awards, getting the directors, writers, producers, getting the awards, and then there's the business side. Screen Island is very much on the creative, arty-farty side. They did invest in this show. I know they did. They're one of the supporters of the film. Um, so, you know, which is the arty-farty creative thing, and they're trying to push the regions. And, you know, it was great to work on the regions out here. I mean, what they gained, they probably lost. Well, they lost them in the gains um, in working out here because of having to bring crew down. So all that extra tax break money that they had ended up in hotels and everything else. But the film was created for Kerry and the director was very strong about that. And we were lucky to have such a director and a writer. A writer was a, a truly native and the director was really strong about coming down to Kerry and making this in Kerry, as opposed to running around the Wicklow Mountains, which every production's done for the last five, 10 years. Um, but this is the thing with Screen Island. They don't seem to understand the business side and the creativity side. And they've, and they, they just, we need to push the business side a bit more, which is the employment yeah. of locals mm-hmm. uh, in jobs that aren't the top jobs, that aren't, they're going to be the Oscar winners. But if you if you bring those in, you will create those further up the line because the people like me will slowly creep up the ladder and we could end up being producers and, you know, and you'll get then, you'll get your credit as your Irish producer. One of the things that's quite interesting is that if, if you're being constantly put into a position where you're not given the opportunity to demonstrate your full capabilities and yes. it doesn't matter what job that actually is, you you always find yourself trying to sort of say, well, I could do that, I could do that, I could do that. And 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 it's because in one sense you lack confidence and other people aren't recognizing you for what your true capabilities are. Once you do start to accept who you are for what you are and your capabilities, you end up finding that you're no longer trying to prove it by telling people, you're actually just doing it. Actually, see, that's back to the same thing. You're not, it's, if, who goes around telling people? People, other people notice by evidence, by um, by witnessing, by seeing you doing your job or doing the career you're doing. Your friends go, "Where are you? You what, what do you actually?" An awful lot of my friends don't even, actually probably don't even know what I do as a day job. Actually, I know my brother-in-law might work in property, but you know, it might be a charge as a vet. You go, but the exact day job work. It's of no importance to me. It means nothing to me because you know, I don't interact with it. And the same thing if I'm an accountant. Does he care? Does anyone else care what your day job is? They, they, they actually interact with the uh, 
the, 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 the at home you, the weekend you, the evening you, when when the job, the day of the, of the when the robes of the job are put back into the shadow, and then yeah. the real you comes to the foreground for your friends and your family and friends. Well, in different if in in different scenarios, we are different people. In some scenarios, we're someone's father. In other scenarios, we're a grandfather, or we're a husband, or a wife, or a brother, or a sister, or a daughter, or a son. And it, and and in other ones, a teacher, or a student, or we practice a certain thing that most people come to, and that's the person they think of straight away. But in each of those different scenarios, we're different people to them because we meet different needs at different times. Well, there, then you'd wonder is. Are you in the Fifty Shades of Grey of shadow to become from the bright to the dark? It's not out into, I think there's some film out there, out of the shadows and into the light. Is that Batman or is it Ninja Turtles? I'm not too sure which. Oh, I or, think there's a mix of both of them. <laughs> or probably a bit of both. But it's it's out of the shadows. It's, it's are, 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 am I trying to come out of my own shadow? Uh, yes, I think yes. I am. Yes. I'm, I'm trying to be the real solid me in all scenarios as opposed to filtering shades of gray according to who i'm talking to because then it's i'm butting on the garb of of work or or i think it's different personalities for different places and different things i'm yeah. sure if you hire a tradesman or something you want to not be the friendly happy go dude because he might screw you you know you want to go i'm I'm, I know what I'm talking about. Well, therefore. absolutely, because when, when we're in a certain job, we, we act as a professional. We're not a friend at that point. We're a professional trying to make sure that we can do a good job at the right kind of price and that also we don't end up having to give away more than what we need to to get that job done. That's, there's, a, there's a professional persona that we put on. The home person is a total. We don't need to be professional. We can, we can, we we want to be giving. We want to be helpful. And if we do voluntary work, again, that's not about being professional. That's about doing fitting into another sort of system. But we want to choose which system that we fit into, so we're not actually dominated in any of those different roles that we actually. So perform. living in the shadows. Yes. What would that? You know, are we living in the dark? Are we living a, a like? Well, some people a, I half think, life nearly or something. Yeah. In half well, light. We're not allowed to shine. We're not allowed to be the light. We're being the shadow. In other words, other people are casting their shadows onto us. We're, we're remaining in, in that kind of shadow. We're so not they're necessarily just, seeing So the they're light. on the stage of life and yes. we're, in the, we're in the crowd. See, yeah. one of the things that uh, Julia Cameron talks about eventually is she talks about the crazy makers, the ones that are always eating up our time and taking the vampires away stuff. Of time. The vampires, vampires of, time. of time. And I think that's really important because they're only meeting their agenda. They're not considering other people. And one of the things we, we've talked about the universe and how the universe acts. And, and we, we, we know that if you give, give stuff out and you do things a certain way, stuff comes back, which, and it can either be negative or it can be positive. But one of the problems is that we also give out and other people can become jealous of what we are doing. And they will focus in and try and trip us up. Is that you well, know, actually, to this stop is, that's us from back doing to you things? You hit on like uh, the law giving and receiving, which is under the Chopra. And actually, well, I read I read that yesterday. And I was very I, I was starting to realize how easy is it to give? I get just a compliment. I mean, there's everywhere you go. And actually, I was, I was on a Skype call mm. with a friend or a colleague, business colleague, straight after I read that chapter. And he was showing me a bit of work he did on his own website. And I was going, I was just commenting on it. Then I said, really, like, what went straight into my head was, 
Say nice things. Find the yeah. nice things. Don't find because he wasn't asking for a critique. He was asking more. You know, it wasn't even asking. I was going. I suddenly realized how easy for for it was for me to suddenly start saying nice things. Give yeah. of them. Say I think this has a value. Had you you done this yourself? Had you bought it from somewhere else or paid an expert? I think you would have spent ten thousand euro on on this amount of work and effort you put in. I actually was going to ask who you did, who you had do it, which yeah. nearly reaffirmed to him he had taught himself this this piece of software. He'd worked till four in the morning. He put blood, sweat, and tears into it. And here he was asking a friend or a colleague that he values the opinion of and you know i could have just went straight to my straight to my go-to chatterbox space of ah you could have added a comma here dot the t there is a bit dark you know, no no it was it was well done put together and i felt good giving he felt even better receiving and i said how easy was that i've learned through that just practice 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 and if you learn certain methodologies and certain processes, it you can apply those processes to anything you want to, and you'll you'll get a result if that's what you're after. You'll you'll accomplish something, and that result could just be simply learning how to talk to another person and have a conversation. Because there's a there's an art and there's a craft in that. I'm seeing my my grandson learning to talk and have conversations with his dad and all that kind of stuff, and he suddenly kind of go, "There's a craft in there. There's a craft in storytelling," mm. and and because we're into coaching, counselling, or mentoring there's a storytelling process going on there. So I'm finding that everything is interlinked and it gets you practicing that storytelling process, which is what we're doing. And it's quite amazing. Got, most, go on, far away there, Gavin. No, I've just got two books in front of me because I say, I'm, I look around the room and I'm going to get Billy a trigger. And I think he'll enjoy it because it's who I perceive Billy to be without knowing Billy and any about, of his background because of where we think we are now. And... So this is your trigger, Billy, in terms of what you should do, right? Here we go. I've got them both. Right. Now, that's our triggers. There's our commonality. We have to realize we can't be giving a damn about anybody else. I love that. We can't be over-criticizing before we even start. And we only have now, so we got to not give it that subtle... The art of not giving a, yeah. a damn. Yeah, Actually, enough, of course, I just, could be PG. Um, if I just butt in there again, Garvin, just very, very quickly, could you explain to the audience, one, because this is also going on audio as well as video, the other is I can't see Garvin, I can only right. see the Billy. power of now. We touched the power on that. Of now. That was yes. one of the first books I read two years ago, which or, or it was a year and a half ago, the very first show, he said, read something. I think I just read the title. I didn't go any further than that. I says, that's all that matters for the second. If Because the whole book is going to arrive back at the same thing. It's going to go, there's only now. And we can't worry about the future or the past. But the other book, which is the important one, was for me to embrace the power of now, you know, I had to learn to let go of overthinking. And that was the only way I could step up, talk to the camera, never haven't done it before, and go, it's, I'm just saying to myself, I'm talking to myself there, and I'm talking to George, and I'm talking with you, Billy. Yeah. And there could be six billion people watching, or it could just be us, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's all. The subtle art of not giving a to the audience on the podcast space. Yes. <laughs> Billy, you were talking about the power of now a short time ago when we had a conversation beforehand. Uh, was that was that a book that you'd read as well? Was, and how did that influence you? When I was going through my transition and the tough times that I had. I reached out for 
not that book. He's got a later book. It's called the, yeah. the New Earth. And people, you know, people may reach out when they're in times of trouble for the Bible. But I, I that was my Bible. The New Earth was my Bible. When I was going through my tough times, I reached out and I, I would just open it at any page and it really spoke to me. So that, so Eckhart Tolle has been with me for many, many years because he so supported me in my transition from being Billy the Boxer to being Billy. It was a real journey and it's still ongoing. It's not, I'm not a done deal and it's a, it's a never ending journey, which is what I love, which is why I love the subject. I love the, I love the topic of personal growing, self-development. I love all that stuff, but Eckhart Tolle made a huge impact in my life. So I would recommend that for people to go and check out the power now or the new earth. That's it. Brilliant. You were talking uh, earlier on about um, that. You're a master. Is it the NPL uh, NLP, approach? Master NLP. Neuro linguistic programming. Aha. Who right, was that brilliant. we were talking to lately? Yeah. That, well, Frederica that was also Murphy. Frederica. Yeah. Frederica. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that approach. It's about, it's, it's just language, language patterns, uh, I've done timeline therapy, coaching. Yeah, it's a really neuro-linguistic program. So neuro-brain, linguistic language, connecting up language. It's just it's fascinating, that subject, and how we can speak a certain way or catch ourselves speaking a certain way, our patterns of behavior, our patterns of thinking, processes, just unraveling all that sort of stuff, the mind, the mind connection, and uh, which I found really fascinating. Because I'm fascinated by why we do what we do and how we do what we do. Why is that? And it's just, it's that kind of journey of the experience, which I loved. First and foremost, for my own self, for my own sanity, I wanted to figure out what was it that had me go into the ring prepared to die. It's like kill or be killed, life or death. That was my existence. So I've always had a kind of fascination about that. Why are some people more successful than others? Why are some boxers more successful than others what is that and is it and i i believe that 80 percent of fights are one in the mind we were talking about courage and now and and probably because of my personality or your personality we flipped courage to be the opposite sign of fear and no we so you have to go through fear to arrive at courage is what we're really saying here as opposed to be courageous no be less fearful I, i think i'm coming from and most of the time we don't even know we're fearful. Yeah, yeah. We don't even know there is well, a fear. We, we're, we're calling it something else. We just, we're afraid of the unknown, but we're not even saying that. We're not aware of these words. We're just don't want to try something new or don't realize this is the language of where we are now uh, and what not happy be- means and not trying something new means. It means not having, the, you know, being a bit afraid of the unknown, not having the courage to step through the unknown and try something new and change and grow. But it's not fear in a, in a, in a, in a, in a Oxford Dictionary definition of sense, I don't think. Well, I, I wonder about that because I know that um, about three years ago, um, I, I around about, it's actually this time of the year because my, my son took me as a birthday treat to go and do something called nine uh, nine ten. And what it was, was that over nine minutes, 10 people got to tell a story. Uh, that's speed dating, George. Speed yeah, dating. Well, no, I don't know what's going on with you. No, I mean, it's, actually, it's, that's speed dating and someone doesn't have a no, date. No, 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 the problem. no. This is, this, is, <laughs> this is actually in front of a, quite a large audience. And so it happened in, in Ross Trevor. 
Uh, and I thought, well, look, I'm, I'm going to do the one in Ross Trevor. I went along. Um, and what I, well, I, I actually did it on Courage. And what it was, was I, I took my violin and I'd never played my violin in, in public ever at all. I'd never, I hardly ever played in public music wise to anybody. I never. And the audience were in fear of what they might hear oh, knowing no, that you was never played See, but, but the thing was that uh, I, I did a, a, a nine minute talk on how as a youngster I'd always played on the stairs because I was always frightened to play in front of people. I, I was very nervous about playing at that time the euphonium. But here we were uh, three years ago, 2017, and I was telling the story about, you know, the, the it, it was taking courage to face this fear. And at the very end of it, I said, so for me to face my fear now, I'm going to take the courage and play in front of you all, all 50 people. Now, what was interesting from that was I did it. Uh, they applauded me. I, I thought it was quite good. I then went and took another step and thought, well, Where's the captive audience <laughs> where they can't run a boat? Hmm. Ah, oh, church is a good place. They they wanted someone in the in the choir, so I played the violin in front. Again, what was interesting was that um, having faced that fear, uh, you you get a kind of. I mean, my wife was saying, look, you know, if you don't want to play, just don't bother it's fight, going. It's fight or fight flight. or flight. There's a bit of fight, fight or flight. You've, You've got, got to face, face that fear. fear. You've got a little bit of a buzz from it. And, well, that, and that, you know, it's apprehension beforehand. Yeah. But when you get through to the other side, there's a sense of release and, and, and enjoyment. Yeah, or and euphoria. Back, uh, of, of success. Yeah, there's a euphoria. And these are small little projects. It's like five, it could be half an hour in a church playing five yeah. minutes or something. To a captured audience, as you said, they're going to be nice. It doesn't really matter. You put yourself out there. You enjoyed well, it. You're a bit apprehensive of it. The interesting thing about that is, again, uh, there, on another occasion, uh, I was basically told by the organist, right, George, it's over to you. You're just playing your violin on your own in front of all 300 people. And I was kind of like, are you kidding me? Now, my wife just said, bail out, bail out, bail out. I said, no, I'm not going to chicken out. I'm actually going to go for it because if I can't do this, Some, what can I do? Now, this is interesting because sometimes I think you need to be put on the yeah. spot or you will never start. And that's... It's like my daughter the other day going, let's run. I go, run. I've yeah. never ran in my life. Barely ran for yeah. a bus. And then it says, just start moving those. Well, like I, I was talking to a friend of mine and he says, Garvin, you're not running. It's just your beer belly is weighing you forward and you're just falling forward gracefully with your legs trying to catch up yeah. with you. So when you're running, you pull that core in and you're upright. You're not damaging your back and you have a bit of purpose about you. I'm just doing it. Now, I might be doing it a bit better each day, like one after another, but no one's watching. No one is criticizing. No one cares. I was but doing it. But in this that. situation now, that I, I found myself in, there, there was, there, you, you, uh, you knew you had. There was, there an, was audience. an audience. There was an audience. Now, what was interesting yeah. about it was that um, I, I, I played uh, on my own. The violin is not the best instrument to play in a large auditorium like that. Uh, on its own, you need to be accompanied. But I played. I went through it. I actually found some introductions, played the introductions. But the now I, I played an introduction and then went to play the, the first verse and the audience didn't join in. So I had to play all the way through. But I had to keep my nerve and not give in and just go through as though, as though like, everybody like was there. Do you know what I mean? Just let it happen. You're put in the you're spot. You're put in the spot. You have to do it. You can, you know, again, you don't have to do it. No, it's like no, it's, the it's, that's the challenge. You can yeah. step up. Yeah. You can step up and you can just do it. Hope you enjoyed this video. Please subscribe and click on the bell for notifications.